Welcome, welcome to another episode of Bold Road. How are you? Are you killing it on your products? Are you doing all the things you said you were going to do? Are you overcoming doubt season? Doubt season is of my phrase of the week. I'm stolen it from this week's guests. Might even trademark it if I can. And she's going to share what it means to be in a doubt season and why it happens to the best of us. Today, I'm talking to the lovely Sarah Smith, the artist behind one of my favorite T-shirts, Council House Raised. I wore, you actually would have seen this before if you saw um, my post about me being on Show Studio. It's a T-shirt I wore there. So if you had any questions about getting one, now you know. I literally love Sarah's work so much because it's like, I'm almost on the verge of, wow, I really relate to this work. And wow, I'm kind of mad that I didn't create this myself. <laughs> but whatever, I'm just going to stick to the podcasting thing, stay in my lane, it's cool. Her work is beautifully, lyrically heavy. And she weaves in all the stories of her upbringing, her family, in a way that is graphic and bold and really kind of inspires questions inwards. So do check out her Instagram at Saucy Suze so you've got a bit of context for today's episode because her work is amazing. And with that, let's jump right in. So today I'm joined by the lovely Sarah. Sarah, can you tell us who you are and what do you do? I'm an artist and writer. Um, I write a lot about class gender um, and I sometimes do scenes I sometimes do exhibitions I feel like you're not even doing your work justice there's so much <gasps> personality and color and texture and layering in your work and you're just like, you're just like <laughs> yeah so I write I find it's, it's so funny <laughs> to me because I think that's what's so interesting for me anyway is that I sometimes struggle talking about what I do and what my work specifically is yeah. and that and I kind of do that through making the work does that make ah, sense interesting totally it's 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 that like I feel like my work is quite like bold and quite out there and quite in your face mm. but when it comes to me talking about it I sometimes struggle with that and I think that's why the work itself is it's so, so bold, bold. Yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. So many things to get so into. Many layers. Like I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I also think that probably is because in your work, like there's mm. so many different like mediums that you use. Yeah. It's almost like there's these like core messages mm. that are all like translated into the different mediums. Yeah. When you described that your work being so bold, it yeah. was it's almost like you're like you want your work to talk for you and you're like mm. behind the work. Why do you think that you feel more comfortable being behind your work? That's a really good question. I think that with my work, so much thought and reading and time goes into the decision making and the final kind of the final pieces before I put them out. In terms of me being behind that and the work being in front of me and that saying everything for me, mm. I think that I want to get it right. I want to get it right. I think that the, the things that I choose to talk about in my work the messages that I want to put across. It's not, it's, it's complex stuff. There's not necessarily always a right and a wrong answer with it, but I want it to, I want it to say exactly what I want it to say. Does that make sense? Like there's, um, there's a method to it all. There's I a suppose. method to it all. And I think maybe that isn't necessarily clear if you look at the work, mm -hmm. 
but there's a, there's like a, there's so much that goes into it in the thought process and all of that that in a way me making work allows me to get a clearer idea of my views and what I think and feel as well so that's why it's easier for me to be sit behind the work mm. so you're sat in I actually have this t-shirt so <gasps> Sarah's got her council house raised t-shirt on yeah. let's talk about in the work let's talk mm. about the themes and the messages and the work you mm. do to bring this work together mm. so can you tell me about like this t-shirt, yeah. why work class is such an important cornerstone for your work and why you think it's important that it's discussed? Growing up, it wasn't a thing where in my family we were like, we talked about class mm. all the time. It wasn't that. I knew we were working class because it was kind of, it was like, you're working class, you should be proud of it. But that's pretty much as far as it went. And I knew that like people had, people had money, people didn't have money, but I didn't really get the whole class thing too much. It's when I went to... I, moved to London and I went to Chelsea School of Art and all of a sudden I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> like what is So this, this is the world. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, these people are just sort of rich in terms of mon like a monetary thing, you know? It's like rich in education and, and rich in connections and all, you know, all these other aspects to it. Rich in like in language and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So and and I really struggled through my three years at, at uni. I, it, it was a really difficult time, and I really and I tried to talk about class and and go into that there, but it just was always. It felt like it was just completely. There was just a pushback every time. And so I think for me, for quite a few years after uni making work, I'd kind of, I wanted to touch on this on the subject of class, and I wanted it. I wanted it to be in my work because. It was important, but I didn't know whether I should be so explicit about it. Mm. And then all of a sudden this year, I was just like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to make this scene yeah. called Posh Kids Wear Trackies. I'm, f I'm fed up of just not talk like talking about it up front and straight up. And then, this, and then this kind of came from that. Another artist, Bryony Kimmins, who is sick and everyone should um, check out as well. She suggests she wanted this on a T-shirt. So I was like, OK, cool, I'll do that. And then kind of blew up a little bit yeah it's really funny <laughs> i was so unexpected i was like like oh, people shit. actually started buying them and you're yeah, like i was like oh, okay, okay cool thing. and you know the idea of putting on the t-shirt was tricky for me at first because is it is it the right thing to have people walking around with this on what happens if someone that that wasn't sorry wasn't raised in the council house starts wearing it all that kind of stuff mm. but then i was like no like there needs to be this sense of pride with it and sort of getting rid of some shame and that seems to have happened I, I think it was like transformative for me because I grew up in a working class mm. or actually growing up I didn't really know about class either yeah. I always actually felt like when you're like black and Jamaican you're kind of like outside of the class discussion yeah. like you're not what it's not that you're working class or middle class or anything like that it's just like that you're black like there yeah, isn't yeah. like that so growing up I felt that but I definitely felt like I think I had shame about growing up mm -hmm. in a working class house, and I wore your work, wore your work, yeah. wore your t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> I wore your, I wore that t-shirt to work, oh. and one of my clients is Paul Smith, and I was working, and like no one really said anything for the day, but then someone was like, "Oh yeah, I like your t-shirt," and I was like, "Oh thanks," and everyone was like, "Oh yeah," like I've been thinking I like it too, and then someone also asked, like, "Is it a true? Is it?" is it true? And I was like, yeah, like it's a true story. And it made me, I just had this moment where I was like, it's part of my story yes. and it's like totally fine. So I think it definitely 
helped me oh, with some makes, of my shame. Honestly, that makes <laughs> me so happy because of all, you know, it's interesting to me because no one's ever, no one really talks about class and then I started talking about it and all of a sudden loads of these people were like, yeah, let's talk about this. And I was like, oh, okay. There's <laughs> yeah. more of me, we're, we're all out there. Yeah. You know? So it makes me so happy that that's, happened for so many people it's, it's almost like you have to someone has to go first yeah. like someone really has to be like brave enough to be like yeah. okay i want to talk about this no one's talking about it yeah. why isn't anyone talking yeah. about it so i really like admire that in Aww. your work and your approach Thanks. so you did a talk a couple of weeks ago or mm. a couple of months ago about taking control of self-doubt taking your artwork into your mm. own arms can you tell us about that can you talk about that for a little bit yeah sure i think for me, the idea of that is for so long, so so long after uni, I was very much like, okay, I'm going to stay in London, I'm going to make this happen, I'm going to continue making art, and I'm going to, I'm going to do this, you know, and a lot of, through me doing that, you know, I have family being like, okay, you know, they call me and they're like, when are you going to give this up? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I, you know, the, the, the sort of background that I come from, like, I was the first person from my family to go to uni and to go and study art at uni, mm. it's a joke to yeah. them. Like, and I get and not that. like accounting <laughs> do you know what or I mean? like, like medicine. Like, you're gonna go to uni and you're gonna do something that you're not gonna earn any fucking money from. Like yeah. at least do that or try that, I don't know. So yeah, choosing to stay in London and, and do my art, a lot of people were like, why are you doing this? You can't do this, how are you gonna afford this? It's never gonna work out, da 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 da. And so there's this idea of self-doubt there, but then when you've got other people around you or, or maybe family members that want to support but can't get on board because they don't get it. Yeah. Um, I think that, to me, became my drive to just keep going and keep going and keep going. And in terms of taking art into your own hands, I think it was like, or your own arms, I think it was like, I was trying for so long to make work for other people, I think. I think I was also trying to do things where I, I was like, is this gonna gain this kind of interest? Or is this gonna, it was almost like I was waiting for the people to open doors for me. I was like knocking mm-hmm. on doors and waiting for them to open them for me. And and then I just kind of got to a point in the last, maybe a year or so where I was like, fuck this. I'm just gonna create my own pathways in whichever way I want to do this and I'm just going to say what I want and do what I want and kind of be like a bit more like well fuck it and I feel like I've been there before like I feel like that's something I'm even working on myself it's almost like for a while I wanted like validation from other people and then I just had this moment recently where I was like I'm doing like I'm kind of living my life for other people and like what if I just gave myself the validation that I want? Like, yeah, what if yeah. I just, like, started with me? Yeah, because I think also it came from the idea of being like, oh, you know, I'm not intelligent enough to do this, or I'm not, you know, and that mm. comes from the shame of whatever, you know. And I just kind of got to a point where I was like, no, I'm just going to own mm. who I am and totally. what I do and stop worrying so much about it. Because if I keep worrying about it and I don't make the work, yeah, nothing happens. Nothing changes. And almost when you're like thinking like that, you're just like in the cycle. Yeah. And like it's horrible because you feel like you're being almost realistic with your, or like yeah. real with yourself. But all you do is like you want to make art, you think you can't do it. Okay, you want to make art, you think you can't yeah. do it, you want to make art. And it's like really painful. Yeah. And I just kind of got to a point where I was like, well, if I, if I don't, if I keep doing this, nothing's gonna change. And the la- it was probably around this time last year where I said to myself, like, I'm gonna work my fucking ass off this year. 
I'm just going to do it and I'm going to work every single minute that I'm that I'm not in like hospitality work earning money I'm going to do that and I'm going to sacrifice I'm going to sacrifice going home seeing family I'm going to sacrifice seeing friends and you know things have suffered for that but at the same time I've really learned to have this real drive in myself where I'm like if I don't believe in myself then who else will well yeah one of the things that I think I've noticed in your work and also on your Instagram because you share a lot Mm. and you're really open is that you question the world around you a lot and Mm. I suppose you use a lot of your work to do some of the questioning Mm. and as you said before it's almost like you're figuring out like how you think or how you feel about certain things within your work are there any things that you've since you've graduated at Chelsea and since Mm. you've been working in the world now are there any things that you've kind of questioned and anything that you think as a society or as creators and artists that we need to like interrogate and look at and question more I mean to me I'm like question everything all Mm. the time I don't know if that's like is it healthy yeah I think it is I think so I think it's really healthy I think that there was a time in my life when I was probably around 18 19 and I was working in in Selfridges in Manchester and I was just like working full-time I'd quit uni already I'd been to do I'd studied fashion for like two months really yeah can Ah. you fucking believe (laughs) Um, and I quit because I was just like this is not for me and then I worked full-time for a year in Selfridges and I fucking hated it Um, and I was like this is not it like I can't do this for the rest of my life Mm. I'm not I'm just not this is not it is this what people do? Yeah, like I'm still working it out. Is but this, this it? is just not like, adulting. Is this it? Yeah. And I think that that's when I started questioning things. And then I went and did my art foundation, and I had this real moment with a tutor there who's incredible, Jamie Holman, big up. And he really made me realize that I could go and do things and, and have a different kind of life and a different way of life if I wanted that. Mm. And that that's when I started questioning all this kind of shit. And then ever since I've moved to London, I'm just like, I question everything all the time because why wouldn't I? I find it really sad, the idea that I maybe would have lived a life where I didn't question things Mm. enough. So in terms of things specifically, every single thing that that is sold to me or or that I'm told, I pretty much go away and think, is it though? Sounds like you're quite curious anyway. Yeah, I'm curious. Like you want to know about things where they come from. Yeah, I think I have this real obsession and I think there's probably a few people in my life that have been close to me that would agree. I'm like... I think I'm quite obsessed with trying to get to the truth mm. of something. What that means is another question. But you know what I mean? I think yeah. I'm really almost quite obsessive about trying to get to the truth of something and trying to get to the root cause of, of that as well. One of the things you mentioned when you were just talking there is that you realised that you could have like a different life if you wanted. Yeah. You kind of realised that there's like things that you could do, there's things that you mm. definitely didn't want to do and there's mm. things that you can do. When you look out into the future, how do you want to be living life? Like, how do you want to be creating work? What do you want to be doing in this world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really fucking good question. I feel like we don't ask ourselves this question we enough. We don't ask ourselves this question enough. Late last year, someone I talked to someone, and they were amazing at this event that I did, and they were like, you really need to, like, make solid plans for next year. Like, like make some goals and achievements and I was like I ain't got time to do that (laughs) also that's terrifying (laughs) what if I don't achieve you know what I mean in the future you know what for me what I want to do is I want to ultimately I'd love to be able to make art full-time obviously Mm. who wouldn't what a dream but at the same time you know I don't want it to just be sat in me sat in a studio making art I want to 
I want to work with work with young people from sort of underprivileged backgrounds and that kind of stuff, and I want to make people believe that they are of worth. I think yeah. that's what I want. There's, I know that there's probably so many young people out there thinking I only have this choice in life because of my circumstances and my background and all that kind of shit. And I think for me, it would be incredible for me to be making art and at the same time encouraging and hopefully inspiring young people to to write and, and question and, and make art and, and for them to know that they're, they're allowed to do that. Yeah. They're enough worth to do that. Totally. I'd, I'd love to publish some people's writing at some point. Amazing. Which I definitely thought about. But like I might be I might be making plans for that. But yeah. <laughs> it's not this big dream of being some artist in some fancy wanky studio. Yeah. Like, I paint. <laughs> and this I is paint all now. my sisters. And, and this and this and this is worth fifty thousand dollars. Like no. If I wasn't doing this, I think I'd struggle to find purpose. When I first started doing the podcast, like, but I remember someone being like, so like, why are you, why are you doing that? I feel like there is this need or like desire inside of us yeah. or some of us to contribute, to do things, yeah. to, to create. Totally. I think I have this thing where like, I, it's very important to me to, in my work to sort of document what life is like now and, and in society for certain people. And, and I think that that needs to happen. And also the idea of making work for me and, and making art, even if I wasn't showing it publicly and I wasn't putting it on line I'd be doing it anyway yeah, do you know totally. what I mean it's just it's a part of who I am it, it it's it helps me exist I guess I love that it helps you exist it does it totally does like I can't, if I go a few a few days without being in the studio now which by the way is a shed in my back garden because <laughs> I can't afford a studio so I built a fucking shed amazing yes, I, I know right it's great I go in there and everyone leaves me the fuck alone so joke but yeah if I go a few days without being in there I, I start to feel really crap and get getting slow you know slowly getting res a response back from people you're like oh other people get this like other people feel like this as well or they can relate to that in some way like how amazing is that is there not is there anything more amazing than than connecting with other human beings no I it's don't incredible think so. I yeah. fucking love it yeah. it's amazing it is so when you put work out there do you ever feel are you ever afraid of putting work out there oh my god yeah <laughs> of course I am I remember in does like, it ever get easier oh that's a really funny one isn't it um no just in case anyone is thinking that like yeah. maybe they're not just, ready yet or maybe you know they're waiting for the right time yeah, no, it doesn't it. get easier there's, there's no right time like the, like do it now just do it because you're waiting for something that isn't gonna come I, yeah i find it scary putting stuff online you never know what what mm. people are gonna think of what how it's gonna be received and just because it feels right and makes sense to me doesn't mean that it is gonna to anybody understand else. to everyone else yeah, yeah. That, i really have a, like a lot of respect for like people like doing stuff showing themselves online like yeah. Yeah. putting stuff out there because it does take a lot like to like mentally prepare yourself like even if you're doing a post on Instagram yeah. it does take a lot of energy and like thought um, and a lot of like courage I guess is the word that I'm looking for totally it definitely does I, de I think that but like towards <laughs> the end of last year and like people started buying the t-shirt whatever and I started having more people sort of following my account and looking at my work I did become really aware of that and 
And I carried on just posting the way that I usually do. And I know I'm, I'm really, I'm a huge oversharer. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, I, like I, I just, I'm fucking, I'm so open about everything. And then I kind of had a, a few moments over Christmas. So I was like, this is a bit, it's a bit weird actually, isn't it? Like, there's like over a thousand people like just kind of watching this random shit I'm putting online now. Like, cause I've, I put my art on there, but I also just put random shit mm. about my day to day stuff. Cause I don't have a private account. It's very mm. much just like me. That's who I am. Yeah. And, and sometimes I think there's moments where you go, oh, like, and you get really kind of insecure and, like, yeah. you're really vulnerable and you're like, yeah, what is you going on? Really oh, why am I doing this? Open and tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also I think that that's, um, it's a really interesting part of it all, to be honest. Mm. And it comes and goes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very much a part of what my work is anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a, a very, a, a huge part of my work is me going, here I fucking am, here's all this shit. That I you do yeah I mean. like I'm gonna tell you it and I'm mm. gonna give it all to you so you can't you I've already got, I've given you all you can't find some little thing that do you know what I mean yeah yeah it's you almost already like have all the pieces yeah yeah amazing <laughs> <laughs> so you've touched on a little bit on like some of the ways that you've monetized your work yeah so like doing the t-shirt it wasn't something that you planned to do like you just kind of like it just happened well, like you were selling this t-shirt well this is the joke right so when the t-shirt started selling my mates were like oh my god like this t-shirt's doing really well and I was like yeah it only took six years and one fucking t-shirt <laughs> for like people to start looking at my work yeah, do you know what I mean yeah. though like that's the joke like it's a product of like lots and lots and lots like, of work lots of research oh my god, are you kidding me I've been making art and putting it online for like five years <laughs> do you know what I mean and then interesting do you have any other ideas to monetize your work or to sell it? Um, I find it really tricky because I, you know, obviously I do the zines and I'm, and I put my writing into that. But and I, and I see people doing like really sick prints and stuff like that. Mm. But I'm like, I don't really know. I sometimes really struggle to place my work and how to put it into a physical form. Okay. Um, so like, yeah, I definitely would want to sell my work in the future, but like maybe bigger pieces or whatever but then that to me that's kind of tricky because I'm like my work's about class and about struggle and all that kind of shit how much do you sell art you know I always I want my work to be accessible I want it to be yeah um so it's tricky something I think I'm still trying to figure out what is tricky about it so what because I feel like you're touching on something really interesting Mm. what do you find tricky about like if you were gonna do a print say I guess the first thing I thought of when you were talking about mm. it is like okay the kind of person that buys prints yeah maybe isn't like a working class exactly person. like so is it kind of the person who's buying it is kind of tricky for you in terms of monetizing mm. it I guess so yeah it's like my my work is so you know I'm, I'm basically just calling calling a lot loads of shit out mm. um Obviously, it's more complex than that, but that's like the headline of it. Um, so it's weird for me the idea of you know I'm gonna make a print and sell it. I mean, I could do that. I could make prints and sell them for like a ten or a piece or whatever. But it's also like to me, how much labor that goes into it for me as well. I can mm. basically I can only do so much. I'm one yeah. person. I'm working full time, and totally. then I do my art on the side whenever I can so it's that thing of being like you know people sell their art 
like people I have banners and stuff like that I, that I could sell for like 50 quid or like 150 quid but and how much profit do I want to make off that based on like my time that I put into it but also mm. I want it to be accessible does that make sense totally it's a tricky one does it feel like it wouldn't be accessible because of how much labor you would put into it yeah, I mean, I think I think I always just go back to this thing where I'm like, would my mum and dad buy this for this? Mm. No, they wouldn't. Yeah. Do other people? Would other people? I don't. I, I don't want people to ever feel ripped off. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Or it's tr- it's tricky. I think that's it's a tricky thing for me. The idea of like my work so valuable to me in terms of what the content of it is. I don't ever want to be someone that just makes art. For it to be pretty and for people to buy mm. does that make sense it's more than that to me totally i've made it really complicated for myself basically <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that your work and money or you having money are mm. at odds with each other yeah i'm terrible with money okay terrible with money what is your relationship with money like my relationship with money it's it's Oh my god! If my if my mates listen to this, they're gonna laugh so much. My boyfriend's gonna be like, "Her fucking relationship with money. She owes me this much." Um, I'm sorry. I'm paying you back when I can. Um, my relationship with money's shit. I I was brought up not understanding the value. Like I, I understood the value of money in terms of like I've always worked. I've worked from the sort of age of thirteen, started off like being a pot washer in pubs and shit like that. Mm. Yeah. Like I've always had that the idea of like the value of that, but. I also think there's this really interesting part of, again, um, how you're brought up and, and your social economic background in terms of, you know, for me, when I have cash, I want to spend all that cash because all of a sudden I'm like, shit, yeah, I've got money cash, in my like, account. let's fucking enjoy this, let's go out, I'm buying everyone a shot, like, let's do this, like, do you know what I mean? I want to, and, and I know I'm very much, when I have cash, I want to spend it on my mates as well. I don't give a fuck. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you owe me mm. a tenner. Or like some people that are like, you, can you owe me like 20p? Like, can you transfer <laughs> me that 20p? And I'm like, please. Um, my relationship to money is shit because I've never really been taught how to handle money. I've seen people in my family really, really struggle with money and they still struggle with money. Um, and I think also what a really interesting thing for me is, and something that I continue to struggle with is in my art and what I do and what I'm trying to achieve um through making art and 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 being in London and continue in to go down this path is that there's such an urgency in what I do and there's such Mm. an urgency in my art and this idea and this need to try and like get to some point in my I don't even know what that point is but to a point where I earn a bit more in order to you know help family out and yeah. stuff like that, you know, because I don't have the, you know, privilege of that some people do in terms of like getting loads of help from their family. You know, it, there's going to be a point in life where it's, I think, you know, how are my mum and dad going to have cash to live? Yeah. You know, they, they don't have pensions and shit like that. Like, it's that kind of stuff. So mm. I'm not giving away too much about my mum and dad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, God, I don't know if I can listen to this. But do you know what I mean? In terms of money, it's just like, it comes, it goes. There's a lot of my money just goes into my art. Mm. 
really yeah are you investing a lot of your income into your art then at the moment all the all the art that i make is completely self-funded i'm yeah. not i mean i'm gonna be doing a show later this year where it's the very first time that someone's been like do you want to do a show here's some cash which is congratulations incredible. yeah no it's like so exciting and major it's kind of mad isn't it i'm so surprised that that has been dropped on the conversation <laughs> when i'm like wrapping up Sorry. like oh <laughs> Yeah, but like that's the first time I've ever. No, nobody else gives me money for my like. I you know the zines that I make. I drop yeah. two hundred and eighteen quid a batch of of my own cash. Mm. The t-shirts. In order to print the batch of t-shirts, I took out a fucking overdraft on Monzo and yeah. then had to pay it back the minute everyone had bought in a bloody t-shirt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's what it is. It's me yeah. constantly being like, oh shit, it's payday. You know this. It gets to the end of the month. I'm living off cash tips for ten days, yeah, and totally. I'm talking like four quid here and there off cash tips. Yeah. So it's very much, it's very much that. And don't get me wrong, I definitely have to rely on like my boyfriend sometimes, and and friends have helped me out and that kind of shit. And like it's a back and forth thing. But mm. yeah, there's I have no save. I don't ever save. I have don't. I can't save. I don't have yeah. a cash to save. So yeah. yeah. But I think there's a that's a, an interesting point because I feel like sometimes when you're building something and when you're like really creative and you're trying mm. to do something, mm. it's like, is it worth saving when it's almost like your work is the investment yeah. at the end of the day? Like, and the time that you're putting into your work is the investment. Because yeah. I kind of struggle that with that as well. Like, I have savings and there's like not a lot at mm. all. But, and there's like things that I want to do and I'm like, oh, I could use a saving. But it's always yeah. this like dialogue between like, what is the investment? Totally. It's like constantly like this kind of thing of being like, where can I pull cash from yeah. for this and that? And then shit, my phone bill's overdue by this much again this <laughs> month. But like, I need to send this t-shirt that yeah, someone yeah, didn't yeah. receive. So I've got to take, I've got to go and post another one. And can I afford the postage of that? Like, it, it's, it is as ridiculous and chaotic as that. Yeah. It's, fucking, it's kind of, yeah. It's... So... Sarah, can yes. you tell us about your show that someone has paid you to do? <laughs> Welcome to the Money and Business podcast. Let's just not talk about it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess, I, so at the end of last year, someone just emailed me and they were like, do you want to do this show? We're, we're going to pay you. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is everything I've ever wanted. Mm. So it's going to be... In Norwich, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be in April sometime. And again, I think it's really important to me to do shows outside of London because I think that that the whole London-centric thing is such a thing that people can get caught up in and carry away yeah. with. So I love the idea of doing shows outside of London. And yeah, they want to give me like they want to give me like six hundred quid to make art, which is fucking in how much? That's so much money to me. That's amazing. Because I did a solo show last year and and I I funded all of that myself and I spent like I think I spent about. Or five hundred quid on that. Yeah, myself. And I, I use figures and stuff because I, I feel like I want to be really transparent about money. I know some people probably like oh, some people are like oh it's cr like it's crude to talk about your work, but no. so, to talk about money. And I'm like, that's why this book show yeah, was created. Exactly. You're right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I'm getting like six hundred quid, and so I mean I'm at the very very early days of where I'm at with it and what I'm gonna do. But I'm really I've got some ideas, and I had like a breakthrough this week, and I'm just so excited to. Yeah, they want to like give me money for. Material travel and accommodation oh amazing and then like and then which i think is like 200 quid and then they want to give they're going to give me 600 quid for like for a fucking show that's so cool i'm so excited i know what? it's overwhelming yeah. it's scary there's, pre there's a lot of pressure 
we were talking about money mm. and I guess money almost being at odds with your work. Mm. But I guess when someone pays you to do, to put on shows mm. outside of London, mm. it seems really in line with who you are mm. and like what you're trying to say as an artist. Mm. So do you feel like there's probably, there probably is more space for you to earn money for your work if it's coming from like a larger organization to do what you want to do instead of you selling directly to your audience is that probably more yeah sure aligned? sure i mean it's that thing isn't it i guess when we go back to the idea of knocking on doors and waiting for people to open them or creating your own mm. and i did i cr- decided to create my own through self-publishing my own work like yeah that was fucking terrifying what if no one was gonna buy any zines and also then once they've been sold and sent off to people i was like shit people are gonna actually read that <laughs> so like do you know what i mean like shit oh so, crap yeah <laughs> so the thing is is that i guess it's this thing where i have i'm coming to realize and i'm and i'm still struggling through that and trying to get comfortable with it but I'm coming to realize that if I put myself out there and I push myself and I push through the fear and the worry of other people's opinions and validation and all that shit then people start to come to you Mm. and that took a really really long time I don't want anyone to think that that's like just overnight. Oh, like, oh no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, I, I moved to London in 2013. Mm. I've been making art since 2013. Like, yeah. on a serious level. So it's been a long time. And yeah. there's a lot... I've, I've made a lot of work that people have never seen. And a lot of hours and, and time and, and emotional labour and all everything put into it. So, But I've realised that if you... If I, if I continue to push myself and I push through the fear of, of even doing shit like this then people start coming to you and being like, oh, maybe we kind of want to put you on or we want to do that. And I'm like, me? Okay. Okay, sure, but are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, well, (laughs) I'll just like go along for the ride. That's kind of where I'm at. Amazing. I don't don't want it to sound like I'm like, I don't take it seriously. I definitely do. I'm, I'm just kind of like a bit in disbelief that, I have like a mentor, Cara Lowenthal, and I love like the way that she talks about like business and like starting something new. Yeah. She talks about it like almost being this cart that you push up a hill. And when you first start something, it's really hard. Like there's no momentum. The car barely moves. But then you get to this kind of tipping point where it just starts to slide down really easy. But you have to do the really long, grueling, hard work first to get to like bit where you deserve it. Yeah, everything you're saying, that's, that is like, that mental image of that is everything that this has felt like (laughs) the last however many years that I've been trying to seriously make art and figure, figure all of this out. But yeah, and don't get me wrong, it's not like all of a sudden people want to give you money and, and, and then the hard work stops. Yeah, and then it's all yeah daisies all, and no, roses of course and it isn't like you know the, the further you go down this the people now want to give me money that's obviously amazing i'm just, i'm ecstatic about it i'm just like overwhelmed with it i don't even know what to fucking do with that mm. but at the same time with that almost almost comes more pressure mm. so much more pressure to keep making things to the standard that i have in my own head yeah you know yeah, I think you're going to be amazing. And I'm so Aww, excited for this show that you're going to do. Thank you. And that is an amazing, lovely, motivational note for us to end on. Yeah. So when will the show be? Just in case I anyone think, I think it's going to be in, I think it's, the opening night's maybe ni- the 9th or 10th of April. Okay. And it's on for, I think, about a month. 
the, it's this incredible um, gallery called Offset Gallery in Norwich, okay. and the organisation are all sort of, it's all funded by Arts Council, and it's loads of volunteers, and it's mm. just, they're doing amazing work. I went up there the other week, and they have like 80 studios for, oh like, for like incredible, huge spaces of like, really really cheap like less than 100 quid a month which obviously is wild to us that is yes yeah it's crazy how can listeners stay in touch and be in touch with all the things you're going to be doing this year the uh, other bits you're working on you need to follow me on instagram because that's the only thing that i have i don't do twitter i ain't got time <laughs> at me saucy says i'm on instagram and then yeah everything's on there but also like if you want to chat and you want to ask me questions please email me because I'm so shit at replying to DMs so if you've DM me and I haven't replied it's not that I don't care I just okay. I'm working like she's fuck. a busy bitch I'm busy I'm busy <laughs> yeah thank you so much Sarah for thank coming on the you. show and being so open and sharing with us thank you until next time guys all for today folks thank you so much for listening and if you loved love love this episode there's so many key gems in there make sure you slide into my dms on instagram at kyra the bold and let me know what you loved and what your key takeaways are it really helps me create the kind of content that is gonna inspire you empower you and motivate you to be the best your best self and don't forget, if you love the podcast and you're a big fan, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It just takes a few seconds and it just really helps me spread the message of the podcast to people like you and to others all over the world. Thank you so much. See you next time. <laughs>